0: Hey, 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 this is your host, Alicia, of the podcast formerly known as The Book of Alicia. So yes, 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 The Book of Alicia has changed its name to Momming, Wiping, and Queening Podcast. We're still going to talk about womanhood, motherhood, and wifeyhood, and everything in between. But I'm just so happy to take on this new journey with you while I empower women to not get lost in whatever roles they are assigned but to queen them, okay? I may mean, not know everything, but I know some things, so we're gonna talk about some things, okay? But before we dive in today, I want to make sure you are able to reach me on social media because guess what? I have changed my social media handles as well. So you can follow me on Instagram at the Alicia Shaw, and that's at T H E A L E S H A L. S-H-A-W, and like my Facebook page, The Alicia Shaw. You can also follow my blog at www.aliciashavon.com That's www.A-L-E-S-H-A-S-H-E-V-O-N.com, where you're able to get a glimpse of my life and thoughts, as well as purchase things like books and shirts I have available on my site. So all y'all ready? Let's get it in. Okay, 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 you guys, so on today's episode, I will be sharing my interview with Ms. Arizona Elite U.S. Continental, Laura Tomendong. Laura is a pediatric occupational therapist and has been working in school districts and outpatient for 25 years. She graduated from San Jose State University with a bachelor's degree in occupational therapy and from Cal State Dominguez Hills with a master's in sociology. In 2001, Laura married her husband Mark, a respiratory therapist, therapist, and had three boys adopted their daughter from china laura is a special niece mother as her daughter has down syndrome and a nick Yu parent as her youngest son for ten, was 10 weeks 10 weeks premature she has also dealt with pregnancy loss losing twins in 2013 laura is not at home with her family reading cooking crocheting or playing her cello she is traveling domestically and internationally participating in mrs pageants and out championing her favorite causes one of those causes is her platform, Poppy's Powerful Purpose, which spreads awareness and education of the value, worth, and purposes of people with disabilities and supporting special needs families. She describes herself as adventurous, resourceful, and tenacious. And as an adult with ADHD, Lori has learned to extend herself and others the grace and patience needed to grow in peace and thrive. So y'all, y'all ready for this interview? Let's get it in. Hello, hello, hello. So it's Alicia back with another episode of Momming, Wifing, and Queening. And today I have Laura Dog, who is Ms. Arizona Elite U.S. Continental. And she's gonna come on here and talk more. We'll talk to you guys about her platform and most importantly, how she's balancing it all and Momming, Wifing, and Queening. So I'm gonna go ahead and have her introduce herself and tell you guys a little bit about who she is, what she stands for, and more about her platform, and how she's queening it, y'all. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience.
1: Hi there. My name is Laura Tamandong. Alicia, thank you so much for having, uh, just doing the work that you're doing and uh, allowing me to share my platform. So uh, I live in Arizona right now. I am representing Arizona as the Miss um, Arizona elite, which just means I'm in older category (laughs) and, uh, yeah, I just turned 50 this year. It's been amazing. And, um, I wanted to share, uh, my platform is Poppy's powerful purpose. And, uh, Poppy is my daughter. We adopted her four years ago from China and, uh, Poppy has down syndrome. And so really, because I'm a pediatric occupational therapist, I work with children with disabilities, I'm a special needs parent. So I'm on both sides of the fence there. I really have just spent a lot of time uh, introducing people to uh, the world of special needs parenting, advocating for people with disabilities, and uh, trying to make the world a better place for my daughter. Um, I've gone into schools to talk about what Down syndrome is and what it means to live with Down syndrome, and uh, I just love people who, um, with all types of disabilities, I I've. Uh, worked with people uh, who have cognitive issues, physical issues, Uh, being an adult with ADHD, and um, having dear friends who have all different types of Uh, whether it's depression or anxiety, we all have something we're dealing with and we all need grace. We all need support. We all need help in life. And I just want to advocate for that. I want to advocate for people to be kind to each other. And uh, most especially that uh, everyone has worth and value. And just because, they cognitively may not be functioning at the level, their age level, what we expect. My daughter is nine and she's probably functioning about a three to four year old level. So uh, you know I understand moms who have been at time spent time in the hospital with their kids because uh, my daughter has a G tube. she's nonverbal. you know, but she is the light of our life. She is she has a sense of humor. And she was put here on this earth for a purpose. And so uh, that's what I want to share with people. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I just, um, you know, wanted to say that one of the things I'm very concerned about is the world and the culture and the economic and the government and everything that is really uh, the word I'm looking for it. It doesn't value people that they uh, see that as are different, different, that yeah. are different. And so uh, that's how socialist governments are and socialist medicine is. And so if we have uh, children that uh, are needing resources or people and any stage that need uh, resources and help, uh, that is very much frowned upon, looked down upon. There are whole countries they uh, there are three countries in the world that actually have, uh, mandatory prenatal diagn- um, abortion for a prenatal diagnosis of Down syndrome, because maybe they, they have a need for heart surgeries, or they are seen as people that will need constant supervision. And, uh, you know, the US, there are a lot of people who choose to go that route Uh, The U S right now is at 75% of prenatal diagnosis of aborting children with down syndrome. And so um, a lot of my messages to get out the word out that it is not scary. It is not impossible. It is not going to ruin your life. If you have a child with Down syndrome or any disability, you it will be different. And mm-hmm. I love the poem, Welcome to Holland. I would love to, for anyone who hears this, to have this poem in your resources so that you can share it with maybe a friend who gives you the news that they're going to have a child with a disability. And the Welcome to Holland poem, it says... Uh, this is my abbreviated story uh, version of it that you have um, studied Italian art and you have studied Italian food and you want to go to Italy so bad and then you get on the plane and you think you're headed to Italy and all of a sudden the captain says welcome to Holland and oh by the way you're staying here And it's shocking. At first, it is shocking. That's not where you plan to be. And, but eventually you realize what Holland has to offer. And there are beautiful things in Holland. The daffodils. (laughs) and um, All the different things that are available in Holland. All the pastries and all the wonderful things that Holland has to offer. And it's just an adjustment period. And that's what being a special needs parent is like. And most of the time, you know, we can have hard times thinking and looking at other people and comparing and comparison is a a deadly game. Don't play the comparison game because your child is unique and special and, um, it's if you look at life that you're not going to be running a sprint that you are it's a slow marathon and you're Mm -hmm. taking a scenic route everywhere you go so that's kind of what i wanted to share about um poppy's powerful purpose and uh just supporting families with special needs and getting the world out, the word out in the world that uh, every child has something to offer. And, um, did you have any more, any other questions or? No, I was
0: actually going to, um, I was actually going to ask you give us a little bit more about, um, um, Down syndrome because I know of course we may have known people we have may have seen people with Down syndrome but you could could you tell us more about um, I guess what challenges someone with Down syndrome may have um, what challenges the parents may have um, and exactly what it is because we know of it but a lot of us don't know exactly um, what someone may go through who has Down syndrome. Sure, uh,
1: Down syndrome is a chromosomal abnormality. And most of the time, the way it presents is that the person will um, be a, a bit smaller. They're actually a little shorter than a normal. And uh, so there is the, their own Down syndrome growth chart. And uh, then also the cognitive. There are different types of Down syndrome. And uh, one of those types, mosaic, means that the um, the triplicate of the 21st chromosome, which is why, um, 321 is an important date. It's actually world down syndrome day because, uh, what down syndrome is, is, uh, um, there are three of the 21st chromosomes. And, uh, so oftentimes, uh, Children with Down syndrome have very low muscle tone, and so uh, they can have delays in their gross motor skills. Uh, it's not, um, you know, something that is going to get in the way of them functioning. I they learn how to. They often meet a lot of the uh, typical milestones, um, or even but sometimes it's delayed so uh because of the issues that my daughter has been through she uh gets all of her nutrition through a g tube but that's not typical for down syndrome um kids with down syndrome uh so uh a lot of children with down syndrome participate in uh Integrated classrooms, Uh, they uh, can be in a special ed classroom. Uh, It really depends on how, you know, the unique functioning. Oftentimes they may need speech therapy for uh, learning language. But uh, like I said, it's not something uh, to fear, uh, there are times that, uh, down syndrome, children with down syndrome have, uh, holes in their heart. And so they often need, uh, heart, uh, surgeries. And that part is scary. I don't want to, um, not validate and not validate people's feelings that this is not what they expected when they got, you know, when they were, um, you know, planning their future and, um, looking at growing their families, you know, so I don't want to, uh, downplay that or not validate those feelings at all, but, uh, too many people don't see the good side and they don't know what's available. Uh, there are so many resources available to help people. And so I would encourage, Um, anyone who gets a a diagnosis of some sort of disability to reach out and research, get the um, research that's available and, uh, you know, find your tribe because uh, moms who uh, have children with special needs, they understand what you're going to go through and they're going to be the most supportive of helping, uh, through the transitions through. So I often, um, when I'm helping new families, uh, you know, trying to explain that we didn't get a birth diagnosis because we actually chose this. Uh, we found our daughter on a website on a, a waiting child website and, so I think people actually wonder, why would somebody choose this lifestyle? Why would somebody <laughs> choose? Um, because we found our daughter. And when we found her, she completed our family. And I was, I was also, people say the strangest and rudest things about international adoption. Like there's so many kids in the U.S. who need foster care and they need adoption here. Why would you go internationally? And, you know, my answer is because we found our daughter, we found the child that completed our family, and we were able and willing and wanting to pursue that option. But yes, there are. I encourage anyone who has a heart to not let things like, oh, it costs so much money or um, fear, well, you don't know what you're going to get. And I think that's the silliest thing that has ever been said to me, because when you have your own biological child, do you know what you're going to get?
0: You don't know what you're (laughs) going to get. So (laughs) So, uh,
1: I really would just encourage, I hear so many people who say, oh, adoption's always been on my heart, you know, whether I didn't know where to start or I didn't, you know, we couldn't do it financially. There are fundraisers, there are loans, low interest loans specifically for uh, adoption. And uh, I just encourage people to not live by fear to not, uh, not pursue something out of fear or misinformation or, you know, anything that's holding you back. So I mean, In the pageant world, as we know, there are a lot of amazing women who advocate for all the um, important things that are on their heart and their passions. And so uh, adoption, special needs, uh, motherhood, those are uh, my passions.
0: Yeah, and I was going to ask you too, like, how do you balance it all having A title, having a career, being a mother, being a wife. How that? How is that? I'm sorry, I'm I I might be a little bit off. I did read your bio, but you did you are married, right?
1: I am married. I've been married. Okay, okay. I was like, I
0: thought you said (laughs) okay. Twenty one
1: years. Twenty. Yes, I thought I read
0: that. Yes. (laughs) Okay, Uh, so tell me, um, how how are you balancing all of this?
1: So I truly believe that I have found the sweet spot uh for balancing that at times in my life i have not done a very good job of balancing it all and uh i am able to work part time and i am very blessed and grateful for that opportunity to be able to work uh just several days a week i have always wanted to be a career woman and i've always wanted to have it all basically you know so i um as a pediatric occupational therapist uh i love working with families i love helping parents understand how to relate to their children how to help their children meet their goals and i've worked in school systems i've worked in outpatient clinic settings I've worked in home therapy. So when you've been working for like 25 years or so, you kind of feel like you've paid your dues and you can, um, dictate a little bit more what, uh, your work life, at least I have been able to be in that position and I'm super grateful for that. So, uh, I, uh, that's the work part of it i have four children i have two teenagers a 17 year old a 14 year old uh a eight year old and a nine year old so uh they are you know what i my schedule revolves around you know and um i uh try and get them involved and they help their sister the three boys are very helpful uh, with their sister. And, uh, so we call, you know, we say in our house, um, teamwork makes the dream work. And, uh, that's how, you know, everybody pulls their weight as far as chores and, um, just, Well, you know, if I'm busy with somebody then and somebody else needs homework help, you know, we just kind of all work together. And I think that that's how family should be is just working together. So um, and then as far as my title. I live in a very small rural community and so I'm not in a big city where there are a ton of events that's happening all the time where I'm leaving the house to go and do things. So uh, that's why I so appreciate these virtual opportunities to, um, you know, be on a podcast or do a, a phone interview or just uh, and I mean that's what's so wonderful about technology these days. I mean we're in different time zones. We're across the U.S. <laughs> and, and right. we can still, um, you know, enjoy, get to know each other. And but just this past weekend, I was able to go. So I'm three hours from Phoenix, and I was able to go down there for an event for a, a pageant sister who asked me to share. Uh, my story about infant loss and so that's another thing that I have in the past led support groups and done a lot of promoting for um, miscarriage and infant loss that was actually my platform for the um, Mrs. Arizona International pageant I was doing in 2017 when I found Poppy on the wet um, the waiting list just two weeks before the pageant and so you know before a pageant you're supposed to be preparing and looking up all your own statistics for um, so my platform was miscarriage and infant loss and I was totally sidetracked totally derailed everything became about China Uh, Mm -hmm. so much to the point that one of the judges after the pageant said I hope you get to China soon (laughs) uh, uh, yes I got to China the next year to pick up my daughter um wow so that's uh our story in a nutshell basically
0: (laughs) wow that's amazing And, and um I guess my question for you is how are you able to even take care of yourself given that you have to um advocate for others advocate for your daughter and things like that how do you take care of yourself like what do you do for yourself?
1: That is a very good question and I feel like just in the past few months I have gotten better at that because I titled it Laura 5.0. So when I when I turned 50 this past summer, I realized I wasn't doing a great job of it and so uh, I got back into the gym. And even though I had been walking on my treadmill regularly, uh, a class at the gym, several classes at the gym, uh, and I, I know a lot of people say that, um, oh, they can't afford a gym membership or I think there are so many different ways of getting a gym membership. I learned that sometimes people's insurance will pay for it because oh, wow. of, of preventative health. So yeah. another thing is if you're in the medical field, uh, they give discounts to first responders or anyone who works in the medical field. So uh, really that's what I would like to share with people is don't think that a gym membership is too expensive because or you can negotiate with you know somebody and, or Uh, find friends who have weights at home and uh, but accountability is really important so that another major uh, piece that has helped me find my well-being and improve my well-being is that after 25 years I picked up my cello again and music music has been healing it is so wonderful to be playing my cello again and to do something that I've lived in my community for six years and just this year I joined um the White Mountain Symphony Orchestra and it has been uh it has rocked my world it's just been a life changer that how music and exercise and just Uh, Not feeling the guilt of not doing everything for my kids. You know, I, one night a week, I'm able to Mm -hmm. go to rehearsal and, uh, you know, it, music takes a lot of time to practice the pieces and everything, but it is so good for me and my family. Uh, Music, it's good for your brain. Yeah. It's just uh playing an instrument is uh it's speaking a whole nother language. It's a way to express yourself. So that's one way that I have also helped um improve my well being.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And that's why I always tell people too. You have to definitely make sure that you're finding a excuse me, finding a way to Still, just show um get involved in your own interests and not have to be uh so caught up in your children's world or your husband's world because a lot of times, like you said, you can you can uh what's the word revisit like old desires and old things that you kind of push to the side and then you realize how much they fuel you and how much they make you feel like you can. To me, I feel like you can actually be a better person when you reconnect with those things because it's Absolutely. like. Uh, it energizes you or like re I don't even know what it is it's, it's just like an energy that you can receive because you're feeling you're giving to yourself and you're filling yourself up so that you're able to give to other people so I definitely commend you on that I love music I cannot play an instrument I wish uh-huh. I could I keep saying I want to do I want to uh, <laughs> uh, learn how to play the guitar but uh, I really feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna actually look into that but I I love music I think it does wonders for your soul and your mood and um, i always the, feel like um,
1: right one yeah. of the things that i have felt also is i play more music around my house whether it's on Pandora or spotify you can find and it's not the pop you know or popular whatever i found like instrumental piano music yeah. or instrumental whether it's guitar or um, flute or whatever it is mm-hmm. having that in the background is very calming, calming. And, yeah, uh, it's calming for my kids, and um, so that's another area. But I think the number one key, and I'm so grateful I've seen on your posts, I know that you love the Lord, and I think faith and prayer and connecting with uh, you know, whoever it is. I personally, you know, believe it's the Lord Jesus Christ as my higher power and the Lord. Uh, but I know that other people have different uh, opinions on that. But what I do hear from most people is that they want that soul connection. They want to feel full. They want yes. to not feel lonely. They want to, um, and that's what prayer does for me and i think that is and whether you know you're connected or you have past hurts with churches or you have uh you know you don't want to be part of an organized whatever um you know just read psalms or read the proverbs or uh, just um find your way back to uh what it is that you believe god put you here for and i don't yes. think that we're gonna find that unless we're connected to our creator
0: yeah i definitely agree and that's something um that's something i truly believe as well a lot of time is just reconnecting and understanding what is your purpose and why are you here and just being able to um uh uh, be in his presence to understand, yes. you know, what it means to uh, mm-hmm. just what it what it means for you just to, to to be in his existence and to understand how you can give to the world and how you can give to those that you're connected with. Like I just think that is really, really important for us to understand that you have to get back to your I definitely you have to get back to your creator to understand life and to understand your purpose for being here. And I definitely appreciate um appreciate you being on and, and uh just sharing your your advocacy, your platform and how you're able to just do what you're doing and to share with others how they're able to how they can Get, get support or just have resources to help them if they're ever in uh, if, if there are people that are parents of kids with disabilities um, how they're able to get support and how they're able to just know that like you said you don't know what you're getting you never know what to expect but knowing that you are capable of handling whatever it is in your way so if you do have a child who's um suffering or battling um, disabilities or things like that you're equipped with everything you need for that child so never feel like you can't do it never feel like uh Absolutely. you have no one you have no support i definitely i'm truly a true believer of whatever you have in your path or whatever whatever you feel like is a challenge for you you're equipped to handle it it's just sometimes we feel like it's too much but you're never given too much that you can't handle um before i go because i see my timer just popped up um is there anything you want to share before i like you're like can you share your um your social media sites if you don't mind if you want if people want to follow you or follow your journey sure
1: i'm on uh, facebook and uh, my name is laura kennedy Tamandong on facebook and um, that's the best way to
0: connect with me okay and is there anything you want to leave any last words that you want to share before i let you go
1: I'm just uh, truly grateful for uh, this opportunity. Thank you for uh, you doing what you're doing and raising your uh, children, and uh, you know, uh, bringing women together and uh, uh, explaining that pageantry is—it's not just about standing on a stage in a pretty dress and with a crown and a sash on. The uh, you know, we're women who. Married women or there's different categories, but just to uh, want to make a difference in the world. And um, so, you know, if there's questions about pageantry or um, disabilities or, you know, um, the Lord, you know, shoot me up. <laughs>
0: thank you thank you yes 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 so i appreciate you for even being a part it's so funny because i do get a lot of people who are um are christian or you know faith faith based and i i tell people all the time i don't i don't go into it as you know you know the holy roller or anything but if you do follow me you see my page you know you see my pages you know i love the lord so i always appreciate um i get people on who can share and understand where i'm coming from sometimes but um uh, I definitely appreciate you um reaching out and wanting to be a part of the podcast, um and I definitely um want to follow your journey. And when is when is your pa- pageant? Is there is there um are you competing so for? I already, uh... I already
1: competed in okay. uh, June in February okay. or in Florida. So uh, okay. I, um, but um, I don't think I'm done with pageantry. So I'll let you know. Probably I ever. don't know.
0: What <laughs>
1: I know. I don't know what exactly my next uh, journey, my next event is, but I'm just uh, doing the best I can to pull it all together and then we'll see what happens.
0: (laughs) I'll enjoy talking to you and hope you have a good day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. So that concludes today's episode of Mommying, Wifing, and Queening. Remember, you can follow me on Instagram at The Alicia Shaw, as well as like my Facebook page, The Alicia Shaw. And don't forget to check out my blog at www.aliciashavon.com That's ncom where you're able to get a glimpse of my life and thoughts, as well as purchase books. I've co-authors and shirts I have available as well. I pray that you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, y'all, I'm out.